Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Passion for Craft podcast. We are uh, talking about a very important topic today, one that I have a lot of questions about for the two of you, and I think this will be a Richard special, uh, if you will, because you are the journeyman, um, and I don't know much about the topic, but we are, we're going to talk about tools. So the tools that you use on the job, tools you should have, um, I'm going to ask the question later on, what is your ideal carpentry bag? Um, and, uh, so for context, we've filmed this video before. So we have, we have done the tools video, but it was our literally second ever filmed podcast. And so, um, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> He's just it's being true. honest. It's true. And so we are now, uh, revisiting the topic. So, um, I think the hardest part for this is going to be having that thought of, uh, no, I've already said that. But just saying it, I well, think that's going to be tough so for me. It was it, this was one of the original con, uh, things. It was sounding like silly. Twenty five episodes in, and we haven't talked about tools, right? And so, if you have a passion for craft, you probably have a passion for tools. For and sure, and we haven't even talked about tools. Well, we felt like we had, but we you haven't heard it. So, <laughs> part of the original reason why I want to talk about tools is because I think there's a great irony in tools today, in that they continue to get better and better. And as they improve, our craft actually diminishes. This is really funny because it's like, uh, we've rehearsed a conversation and now we're like sharing it again. Uh, <laughs> That's how I'm, are you feeling that? No, I think that, since like, it was yeah, so long, long ago, it's been long that. enough. Yeah. I got, so, I just steal. So, trap, I, so. so the example is the hammer, right? And that we no longer know how to, you know, drive swing nails and swing a hammer because we've got nail guns. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, are we, less of a craftsman because we don't have don't know how to swing a hammer uh i mean i think in some respects yes. yes you are right but but you know is your is the quality of your work diminished probably not but but, but right and so mm -hmm. so there there's could be argued it, yeah it's complex you know mm -hmm. situation there there was a i want to hear your thoughts on this both of you guys there was a video i saw on tiktok the other day it was how an apprentice swings a hammer versus how a master swings a hammer or how an apprentice drives a nail and how versus I how think a master I saw drives that a nail. one. You know what I'm talking about? Where the guy, yeah. I think it's, like, it's, it's a tight way. corner and the guy is like trying to nail it in. It, it's like, how many swings does it take him? And, uh, the, the apprentice is like, you know, dinking it in and it takes a bunch. And then the master is like a 10 year on the job guy versus a one year on the job. The 10 year on the job guy walks over, looks at it, goes over, grabs a nail gun and nail guns it in. <laughs> so he was like, I think the point of it was like, think harder, not smarter, but it is kind of funny hearing you say they don't know how to drive a nail. No, well, you need to watch Larry Hahn frame a house. Have you seen Larry Hahn's yeah. videos with the yeah. Taunton press? Yeah. I mean, he's a Is he the guy who skinny... juggles and hits the hammer? No, <laughs> he's a skinny guy and he's passed away now, but he's just a skinny guy. Just, you know, he's just really knowledgeable in framing. Yeah. He's just like, so what we're going to do, I'm going to nail this top plate to this. Just one, one swing. He's just like, and everyone, everyone in the comments these days is like, what? That's crazy. Just like, you know, and, and he's like skinny as me. And he's That's just crazy. Like, well, so, and, and so, 
you see things like that and you're and it is impressive right yeah so that is definitely a skill that we don't have anymore but you think about from the trim carpentry side because i was you know i'm not that old but um 57 we we were dang i still we were still driving nails right and so what do you mean like back in your day like when i first started it was like nail guns weren't that good and so there was times where we were nailing with with nails and so the when you're nailing up trim and casing on an old house with a with a hammer you can't use a waffle head you can't use a 28 Mm -hmm. you know you're actually using a 16 ounce hammer so the hammers are 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 graduated like there's i I suspect there's eight and ten ounce hammers, but for carpentry they start at what 14 or 16 and then they go up to like 22. it's like a few ounces yeah Mm -hmm. and so what is that metric uh, <laughs> so this, the so the 16 ounce hammer is is the trim hammer that I would use, and when you were nailing these like an arts and crafts house, I'm thinking of the job you would you know you had to hit that nail right enough to drive it below the surface of the of the wood without, without messing up without, the surface without, of the wood. Without, you know, leaving a, a bruise, right? And so that's tricky. It, it is tricky, and so you know I got much better at it as I continued to do it, but. It took me, you know, a few days on the job to, yeah. to and you, you'd do a bruise and you'd be like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and then you'd get an, an iron out, a wet rag, and you were steaming it out so the bruise would come out. Whoa. So, way. Yeah. So it was, it was, anyway, all that being said, right, is the irony of tools, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love tools. I mean, there's nothing better than going to buy tools, yeah. right? But uh, we get... And this is what I say in my book, The Thomas House in Instant Age, is that, you know, we get so uh, wrapped up into how tools are being used. We forget, like that TikTok video, that this, the right way to do it, bunk, right, and you're done. Yeah. And so the example I used in my book, which has lost its uh, validity because, you know, people don't even have compressors and hoses anymore. The, because oh, yeah, the, I remember the electric now? Uh, yeah, and so oh yeah, cordless. Uh, they, they have cordless nail guns. Whereas when I was doing it, you you picked up a compressor and you, you pulled hoses out of your truck, and you know. And the example was is that someone had a baseboard that was come loose in the house, mm-hmm. and the baseboards come loose because you're used to using the nail gun, and you don't know the nails are gone, and you've been you know shot <laughs> you know eight times before you realize you're out of nails, and you're yeah. like. Looking back at the board, you just shot going, I wonder if I got nails in there. And you're just Swiss cheesing it. (laughs) (laughs) Stick. So you go back to, you got to, you got to go nail a baseboard back onto this house and you go over there and you pull the compressor out, you pull those, you know, and it's a 30 minute exercise to get set up, go thunk, thunk, (laughs) and then you walk out, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you just had a hammer and a nail, thunk, thunk, you know, you'd have been out of there in five minutes. Anyway, it's, Especially today, when we have the the jewels, uh, the tools, and the and the jigs and the the the, the cordlessness and all this other thing, you can be trapped at a job site mm-hmm. waiting for things to charge, yeah. waiting for things to you know. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and I, you could just you, your your point is like we've lost the art of using manual tools I, I, like regular. Yeah, I I'm not saying. It necessarily good or bad. Right, I think right, right. One of the things you learn at North Bennett Street is certainly how to use hand tools again, because right. that's certainly a skill set that but people your, don't your have. But your point is that there's an ir- there's a certain irony to the fact that we're waiting on a tool to charge when it's like we've got two things to do. Let's just finish it off with a saw or a. 
it's just all that stuff and that that you can't hang a door until you get your nail your your hinge jig out and you can't oh you know, yeah you can't you know do these things without your without your tools right i can't mm-hmm. get set up it's just mm-hmm. like it's, yeah it, it's a, there's an irony there and, and in this day and age is especially troublesome um because when you carry it forward sorry yeah. i'll quit talking about this but to this point of the cnc all right right that we become so reliant on this CNC to cut out our boards and do this thing, we forget how to do it by hand. And mm-hmm. you know, the problem is, is that CNC machine has a library of three bits, right? Mm-hmm. That well, we use the A, B, or the C bit, and it's just like, okay, you know, there's like a thousand different ways to do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and you're limited to three. Right. That's when you bring out Vossel. Yeah. <laughs> Vossel with his literally just chisel and hammer. Yeah. Just come mess it up. What is your comment to that? Well, I, I, when I started, I just thought tools were the answer to everything. Power tools, you know, I wasn't really into hand tools. So I'll have the, I, you'll have the exact opposite experience of mm-hmm. me because I just, you know, circular saw, reciprocator, yeah. oscillating multi-tool, miter saw. And I kind of like didn't want to use tools. I had a warped perception back then, like hand tools. I was like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're advanced, you know, we're, we don't. Why do I need it? Well, that's you know? how I, I think the same thing. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for him, I would be like, well, why don't, you know, why not this? Yeah. And that was my, my, you know, misconception. Mm-hmm. As I got into like learning about hand tools and like actually learning how to sharpen a chisel, what a Japanese hand saw is, a pool saw, uh, I realized really fast that these tools were superior, like in the, in the process of, I mean, you you could get it done faster with mm-hmm. the tool, but it's not going to be as clean, mm-hmm. you know, as with a power tool. Right. So, um, I've recently come around to like actually just this past calendar year, like buying my first set of good chisels. Mm-hmm. Like I would always just buy chisels and use them as beater chisels to like knock like a mortise out or something like right. that, or just to, you know, even like bend a nail over, just junk chisels, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot. The hand tool journey is is scary because you go on eBay and look at these things and you just want to buy them all and see yeah. what see what they do. Well, <laughs> it I is more that, interesting. I think that chisel thing is is so interesting um, because if you you know have the beater chisel that you know has chunks of metal cut out of it where you hit a nail or whatever the thing is, and then you ha- put a good chisel in your hand and the way it pairs away wood and you're just like this is like butter and before you'd have had to, you know, (laughs) hammer through it. Like it'd be like trying to do something with the, with the flathead screwdriver compared to doing something with a, you know, hex bit. Yeah. Well, no, a laser, you know, cutter. Yeah. It's just, it's the, when you, when you have a sharp tool, when, when it cuts well and when it, you know, when you're using it as intended. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, it is, well, the other thing that's ironic about the tools is like if you look at the past, not the past of like the twenties, but I'm talking like just beyond like yeah, yeah. Greek temples and like old world buildings. I still don't know how they did it. Like Wasn't I, it I don't just know. Chisel? Wasn't it just hammer and chisel? I don't know. It's Especially just crazy. Like for marble and stuff, right? Yeah, like how do they make all these structures and mm-hmm. it's crazy. I there's yeah, like this guy on YouTube goes into um, like the ruins of Egypt and stuff, yeah. and he shows like marble boxes that like almost look like they were 
cut by like modern machinery, but they're mm. just out there in these ruins and they're so precise. Wow. And, and to me, that's the most amazing thing because I'm like thinking back then, like how I'm just like, I, and I don't know. Yeah. How. It's, it's, it's it, the thing that always freaks me out when I see those, you know, things is there's no mortar in those you know, the, the, oh, yeah. the stones as big as this table and they're just sitting right down on top of each other no mortar right? and how did they lift it up yeah and today you, you said about you think about a brick and, the, and them having you know a three-eighths inch or half inch mortar joint between right you know and part of the reason for a mortar joint is a you know a buffer between things that aren't that don't fit i mean aren't even. I, yeah i told you about mm -hmm. that job in dallas where the architect came in and said wait, 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 you got to stop what you're doing. And they're like, why? And they go, your mortar joints are too big. We're like, what are you talking about? They're three eighths. He goes, they need to be an eighth of an inch. And they were like, an eighth of an inch. And, and you know, it, you know, stop the job. You know, they wow. had to, they had to pull them, pull the, uh, the, 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 the stones apart. apart. They had to change their tolerances so that they could get down to an eighth of an inch. Wow. And so he goes, well, they were like, why? He goes, because that's how it's going to last 450 years mm -hmm. is is if the mortar joints are only an eighth of an inch. If they're a three-eighths or get washed out, they don't last as long. Da, da, da. And you're like, oh, it, you know, you're talking about a quarter of an inch makes right. that big a difference. And, yeah, that's, that's you know, he was an architect who, you know, built and studied things that were, you know, a thousand years old. How do they, how do they, make, how does a building like that last yeah. that long? Yeah. Uh, well, little things like the mortar joints are only an eighth of an inch or there is a mortar joint. Yeah, if I could get in a time machine, I would go back and look at how these the these it. things were built. Egyptians yeah, all it. the all the civilizations. Mm -hmm. Like even if you look at the Pantheon and all that. Well, you know, it wasn't built in a day. <laughs> well, I know. I just like <laughs> even the the other crazy thing. I was studying the Pantheon. This might be a little off topic, but I was studying the Pantheon a little bit the other day. In that inscription on it, mm -hmm. it says. Marcus Agrippus, Marcus Agrippa, the son of Lucius, three times consul, built this. I was like, that's such a wow. freaking awesome inscription. Yeah, because he's like, I freaking, built I did this. this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? That's yeah, crazy. But how? How did you things. build it? With yeah. what? With what tools? I may be going on a rabbit trail, but yeah. um, well, I just don't know on, like tools. You know well, what tools they had? On the point of like, I don't know what tools. I uh, I truly do not know what tools I need as a carpenter, as like an entry level. Well, carpenter. We can help so, you with that. Well, I, okay. So I would love it. I would love if y'all would help me put together like a beginner tool bag or like, you know, something like this, because so we are, we are in the midst of a stool building competition. Uh, looks like we've just gotten past the design phase, even though the stools were due <laughs> today. So, um, we'll figure that part out later, but <clears throat> all I'll say is I looked up a lot of, uh, tool or stool building videos on YouTube. Um, my first stool was from a build your own stool kit and it was, uh, it, it's a great stool. It holds up, but it is not well crafted. Um, and so I wanted to craft a really good one. And in all of the stool building videos, there are so many tools that are required. Oh yeah. Um, that I just didn't realize were even a necessary tool. And I would have said that you've equipped me pretty well with a good set of tools. Like very basic. You told me I need a hammer. I need a saw. Right. Those are like I need a hand hammer, a hand saw, and a hand hammer, not a jackhammer. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I need those two things. And then you also outfitted me with a circular saw, um, poor quality. I might add, uh, a 
reciprocating is it the, which one that does that reciprocating? that's the oscillating oscillating saw and then uh a sawzall as well yeah. so got all those things i bought myself a jigsaw the other day and so I, what I, kind did you buy boss bosh okay I bought the same one that you have. Okay. Bosh, you're good. Yeah. I I was following in the tool snob's footsteps. So I was really trying to, I, I want to get into Wakita, but you know, (laughs) I, (laughs) what what is it? I have Dewaki and Dewakita. Dewaki. But I'm on a new journey. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we need to get into that. I I was trying, yeah, I want to hear about all the tools, but, but I will say I, I'm trying to do these videos and I thought I was well outfitted on tools. Like I, I definitely have more tools than your average guy. I'm the guy that people go to to go, hey, can I borrow a tool? I'm like, yeah, I got wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's let's Sorry. qualify uh, that amongst, amongst my friend group, amongst my friend group. <laughs> okay, all these friend. guys are like, okay. hey, do, do you have this tool? And I'm like, I got that. Tool. Among a, among a group of people that among a that, group that, of that don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do anything. You've got the best tools. Okay, I do. That's good. I do. That's, that's, so the that's carpenter's qualifying. son has the best tools, but. I'm watching all these tool videos and I'm like, I have no tools. Like, yeah, no, I would have said he has like the bare minimum. I have he barely nothing. has any tools. I have nothing. And to nothing. hear him say that, I was like, what? I, well, okay. So I'm watching these videos. These guys have hand planes. These guys have like actual like shop tools. And they're like, this is how you begin, build a beginner stool. And I'm like, you've got a shop tool. Like, what am I supposed to do First, here? First, we're going to take it to the bandsaw. Well, and, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're like using like a, a big a belt sander. And they're like, we're just going to sand down this piece really quick. And I'm like, I can't do that. I got a like, edge I, sander. Um, anyway, I so I am at a loss. I would love to know the basics toolkit that y'all have. I know that's a little bit later. I tried I to, to do hear, this but... for a YouTube video, and I realized that there are there are toolkits for different things, right? Fair. Mm-hmm. Like a, if like a furniture builder if, toolkit, yeah, well, a trim carpentry. If you're going to be a drywall guy, uh, you have a different set of tools than a yeah. framer versus a trim carpentry. My whole unique thing was trim carpentry and restoration. Okay. So I had a whole different little set of tools, but... Mm-hmm. Basic set of tools that you need. What is it? You need the hammer, which okay. you already have. You need pry bar. Yeah. I have a, one of those. You need some different ones yeah. for reaching and five, to, and I have a five to ten of them. Yeah, you're two, gonna need so um, like delicate ones and yeah. more demo ones. Yeah. Um, you're gonna need a beater chisel, like we were talking about. Okay. You know, just what, to what, get in. Can you define that for me? A beater chisel is just a chisel you don't care about. Okay. You kind of just beat things over with it. Um, Mine is an inch and like a quarter <coughs> Stanley beater, and it's short. Like you'll is it a, call, like if I'm going to the store, no, 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 can no. I get a beater chisel? Just ask him for like a Buck Bros. Buck Bros. No, that's I don't a beater. I, no, but for the beater. No, 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 that's right. That's right. For the beater, so you're not wasting money. Yeah. Like I would not use my, um, what are those ones I got called? Um, Narex. Richter chisels. They're nice. Yeah, they're okay. nice. They're from some kind of Czech Republic or something. Sweet. They're like really nice steel or something. Apples and two cherries. Yeah, there's a bunch of really good ones. I got a lot of recommendations when I asked. Are these my, brands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You asked your people and they were like, Yeah, they were these. like, they said those, and then I went with the Narex. They said those too. So a beater chisel. Cool. Something I waited a long time to get, but you really need. 
is like a low angle block plane. I agree. I, don't I got know the Lee I, Nelson. Did you give me one? Mm -hmm. No. I, don't I got the Lee Nelson. It's a little bit more low profile than this one. This yeah. is beautiful, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I was, this is a piece of art. Yeah, um, I was given that, and it actually works really well. I would probably Trusting leave that in my. my yeah, I would probably up leave that? that in my shop, to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah, but I take the Lee Nelson. It's real low profile. It's it's you know much yeah. lower, and cool. I keep that in my tool belt. Yeah. Um, you need um, a scriber. A scriber. What is that? Yeah, show us your tool. This is the this is the Rolls Royce of scribers. Yeah. Yeah. There's you need you don't need a scriber that fancy, but you could even use like a a compass. You yeah. know, oh, yeah. like a math, like that the oh, kids. Oh, yeah, I used them all the time. That the kids get in school. Yeah, yeah. with your. Engineering, yeah. Yeah, obviously you're going to want. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. You're going to want a, um, I use a utility knife all the time. Okay. Just yeah, like, a, like a razor that. blade knife. Like I use a carpenter pencil. Out? I actually use. No, a, I don't. I, I don't use, use I use a five way a lot. What is that? Well, five way is kind of like a beater chisel. So you you have a five ways a painter's tool actually it okay. has it yeah. has a chisel point it has a you know long hook especially when I'm restoring windows I was about to, to say cut putty out and stuff like that um, but it's also you can hammer on it and it ends up being a beater thing for me yeah it can be a putty knife it can be a bunch of different stuff so util a utility knife this is I just use one where I change the blade out. So I just yes. I just it, flip the blade the around. You just go yeah, psh, psh. Oh, yeah. This yes. is my. I use the Milwaukee fastback. Jeez, man. Yeah, and this, <laughs> and I still use a carpenter pencil. I know some yeah, people yeah. use like yeah. a sharpening pencil, but I like carpenter. I recommend carpenter pencil. Why is that? A lot that? of people are moved away from it, but I like it because I can just make it like so sharp as I want. And it you got a lot of lead. You got a lot of lead that'll last a long time. If you use a pencil like that, your your lead will. Get, you're breaking this. Yeah, you're breaking it, and or your sharp point goes dull fast. Fast. And so then, fun fact: they use graphite in those now, not so lead. If they uh, <laughs> kind of cool. If you get, I agree with him. I with the carpenter's pencils. You got a huge piece of Fair graphite enough. that you can that you can sharpen down. You can make this long thin point. There's mine. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> the uh but you've got a lot of lead there that you can Sick. well in this too i what i what i like to do with this is you like know if you're marking and framing you could just go like that fast and not like worry about stuff so what is the what are you doing there why is that so i would make like say i'm measuring over something yep. i'm pulling from here right. and i'll say i'm measuring over 20 down. inches yep i'll make a crow's foot so i know at the at the point of the crow's foot that's where my blade needs to go cool so you never want to just make like a straight line because you're like, hold on, wait, where did I mark it? Yeah, and the yeah, oh. I was taught that too, and that you're you're marking your line, and then you're marking which side you want your blade to cut on. Hmm. Yeah, and that's more like if you're cutting a batch of stuff, like yeah. if you're making one line and then you're bringing that to the board, you'll probably, probably remember yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm keeping this piece. But, but yeah, he's exactly line. right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't heard you guys mention clamps and all of these guys, and they were hobbyists and like are just catering towards hobbyists but they were all using wood glue and clamps yes like, excessively yeah. yeah i use some, some joinery but very little i use a ton of different styles of clamps too okay. um i'm just drawing a blank i'm trying to think of just what's in my tool belt yeah you know because i i mean we could be here for hours if yeah we're for talking sure everything <laughs> for sure yeah, I, I mean and, because you, he, he's talking about a tool belt they're talking about a shop and so you know, yeah. And that that the, the classic line in the shop is you never have enough clamps. Mm -hmm. So really, yeah. And so it, 
Yes, you do always need clamps. But and yeah. wood glue as common as. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'll find some old old school guys like uh, Steve Quillian. We had who yeah. we had on. Yeah. He doesn't use wood glue when he builds his sashes, cool. which to me, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. But I, I'm just, that's just the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. I think he just um, like wedges it in or something. I don't know. Well, he pegs it probably, and so don't necessarily need the glue. But yeah, I mean, I would glue ours. I mean, why not? Well, that's the other thing too. That brings up the technology side of this thing where, you know, that's kind of a craft um, right. example, but it's like, if something better is available, shouldn't we use it? Right. You know, like we have miter saws now where mm-hmm. they used to have miter boxes where you have basically this U-shape, you know, box with like And it guides cut. your hand saw. Exactly. Yeah, I've totally seen those. Like... I thought they were goofy, but well, they're that, good. That, that was actually a cheap miter box. The real ones actually moved exactly okay. like ours did. There was a back saw with these clamps that would hold things. There was a fence that you could put your things up. So the 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 really the good historic miter saws actually were very professional and, and similar to the ones that we use today. Cool. Are those um, Stanley? Did they Stanley make them? made one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sargent made one. I mean, Miller's Falls made some. Okay. So Diston probably had one. So, um, but anyway, just, so, yeah, there, there was, there was professional grade and then, you know, couldn't consumer, consumer grade. Yeah. The kind of jig one that yeah. you'd see people make. Yeah. So there's those. So if there's guys that use those, I always feel like there's this conversation of like, Oh, you know, what are you doing with that new miter saw powered one? You know, we're doing it the old fashioned mm-hmm. way. I feel like there's always purists who want to hold on to stuff. And I think you've set up like a really healthy starter package. Just like a tool belt, I'm right. thinking. I mean, if you talk about what's in the truck, like I said, we'll be here for a long time. Yeah, and, right. and if you and you, you were talking about, you know, it's even as you were listing things, you're I'm I was sitting there listing things as well. I mean, can't have enough tools. Yeah, and, so, and carpenters have the most tools of any trade. I mean, I believe do you think that, that. Yes, by far. What I mean, what would be in That's competition? Probably true. What would be in competition with? I mean, it? think Yama about it. Drywallers, what they have, framers, plumber, plumber, not much really. A bucket and maybe a tool belt. <laughs> I, think I mean, I'm saying we have a no. whole. Just kind truck, of funny. Truck well, school. just a bucket. Well, they have pipe threaders. They have they have you know all the different and things pipe that are benders. Um, I think you're probably right. An electrician well, might I'm have from more, a setup but point certainly, of view. certainly like more than a drywaller, right? Yeah, and or so, a tile man or something. Yeah, but uh, probably yeah. not a mill worker, so to speak. But I guess we're kind of in the same realm yeah, as I'd that. I'd say that's the same realm. Um, the uh, I think the other thing that we that we talk about is you know as craftsmen, you know, what is the best path, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and that's what we were talking about. That guy using glue on his sash, right? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we use the most up-to-date technology? Oh, that's right. And so uh, my, I'm trying to think of an example, but there are, there are, um, well, I mean, let's take mortising a mortising a hinge and a door. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I know what that means. You can you can do that by hand, or you can do that with a jig, or you can do it with a, with a laminate router, or you can do it with a router, or you can you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, you know, at North Bend Street, we're taught to do it with the you know you you cut out the thing, you you take a chisel and you you mortise out and how to do that. Um, that's a skill, right? That can be applied to a bunch of different things that I think is better craftsmanship than doing it with a laminate router. Now, 
when we did the temple Santa Fe Depot and we were doing all the, all the work down there, um, I set up with the router because it was faster. Right. But, but being able to do both, I think helped you made me better. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. I knew when to stop. I knew when to say, this is, this is a yes. waste and when to pick up the chisel and when to do both. But if you're only locked into that, that, that laminate router route, right. then, you know, you're going to be struggling to cut the corners out. You're going to be struggling to do, do those other things, but mm. being able to do both makes you faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And there's also times when you can't, like if you're going to be mortising something that's in place, you can't put a jig or a right. router on it. You got to yeah. like put the hinge on there, mark it with the knife and then cut it out. Right. Like I've had to do that before. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where I'm like, Whoa, this is actually really hard because <laughs> you got to cut it with the chisel as only as deep as you need it and right. then slice it out of there. That's the craziest part about using chisels to me is when they, you chisel into a part of where the wood is going to be on the back end of it because you need to stop and you need to know. How, know it's impressive. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, it is ironic though that like going back to yeah. how everything has improved. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is I find it more enjoyable to use the chisel. Right. Like, cause I use a, like you said, with the hinges, I made a little jig. I clamp it on the side of my door. I take the router, I route out, you know, the majority, and then I leave the jig there and then chisel the corners. Mm. And I always find it just so much more en enjoyable to use the hand tools mm -hmm. versus like, um, you know, this loud freaking oscillating tool, which is like the worst tool. Well, yeah. like, if, you, you know? if you look at, if you look at hinges, just staying there, you know, probably in the eighties or nineties, they, they, they it, typically hinges were always, always, there was a square in the corner. They were, they were, mm -hmm. a, they were rectangle. At some point they started to get rounded off. Right. Why did they get rounded because off? Because routers are round. Because routers yep. are round and, they, exactly and, they, and they, right. yeah. they didn't have to go in there and chisel corners. And so the hinge makers started making rounded corner hinges so that it'd be faster, right? So it'd fit flush. Which so I'm not it, a fan of. I'm not a fan of the ugly. It does right? look yeah. weird. And so, and, and, and so that was just an example of one of those things. You know, that is so interesting. What was happening, mm -hmm. what was happening in the field that the manufacturers actually went and started making round hinges because was it actually a problem that guys didn't know how to cut corners or, or was it purely speed? I, I, wonder, I think it was a, um, I think it was the door plant that probably did yeah, it. No, I, probably, I think you're right. Well, it was also, it could be, yeah, no, it probably was a door plant. Cause they're, they're assembling a bunch of pre-hungs and they're like, right. Why are you ch making this? Let's just cut these hinges off. Let's right. grind this off, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But well, okay, so but, but it, that's an example of it diminishing us. I think. Yes. I think. No, I agree. I don't like the. I like the square hinges. It looks good. It looks the a lot cleaner. Radius hinges does not look good. Well, okay, it, so it's also like square on square. Like you've got a square door with square exactly. panels in it, or rectangle door. But, rectangle this, rectangle but this goes to my. I'm kind of a luddite, right? I, I like the old ways of doing things, but but and this goes to cabinet doors as well. Mm -hmm. Cabinet doors with European hinges, I don't think are as good looking with cabinet doors with butt hinges. Okay, I mm -hmm. go into those historic houses, and the butt hinges are big and beefy and fat, and they have a great finial on them, and they're just they're they're better looking. A butt hinge is going to last a hundred years at least. A European hinge lasts fifteen. So you um, like big butt hinges? <laughs> I like you see big that butt. Thing over there, uh, yeah. and you can buy hinges. One in that cabinet door over there. Oh, okay. And so it, it is, you know. <laughs> now wait. So me saying that, right? Is that? Is, do people look? 
I know that that is one of those triggers that 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 is a Brent Hullism that I push my guys <laughs> on, and I'm just like, we're not doing that cabinet door, we're not doing this thing, and and I end up having these stands on you know stuff that I, this is how I educate customers, this is how I talk to clients and things like that, but I also sit there and and conf, or uh, you know admit that this is stupid, right? In some respects, and so. Well, it's, well it's, it's, there's something to holding strong to something so that the next thing doesn't happen because <clears throat> what inevitably happens is you cut one corner and then that corner ends up getting cut again and then that corner gets end up and cutting that's again. where we get and where that's we where are. we get exactly and so there is something to be said about we need someone who's going to be like no we need to do it this way but I think it's important for everyone to understand why and if you don't understand why you're doing something that's maybe where you can ask the question of like. Well, maybe why not? Because with wood glue, as an example, why are you not using wood glue? Do you understand why you're not using wood glue? In your example, you're able to explain why, whereas in the wood glue example, it's like, is there a reason? And maybe we could ask Steve, because he may have a reason why he doesn't use wood glue. By the way, just a quick aside, people loved that episode. Oh, nice. You were were anxious about people not lying. People loved that episode. I know. It was was one of our best performing ones in terms of comments, which is great. Just FYI. Yeah. That's it's hilarious. Awesome. Like we're always like, is that one going to work? Is that one not going to work? And we were like, yeah, maybe we'll see. And then, so we've talked a lot about power tools. Uh, what about shop tools? Is there a difference there? Like in shop tools I should pick up if I'm going to assemble like my first shop tool, should I just go buy the nicest Stanley out there or DeWalt or. Well, you have, you'd probably start out buying job site tools okay. that you could use in your shop. Okay. Like you could buy the DeWalt table saw or the Bosch or whatever, yeah. whatever brand preference you have. And that, that could be a good, you know, job site. I mean, that's what I did. That's why I'm <clears throat> yeah. bringing it up because when you're starting out, you're kind of like, I don't know a whole lot about <coughs> tools and, and I don't have a lot of money to spend on tools. Right. Uh, but yeah, th- I would say those are kind of two different ones, but basically if you wanted to start, a good shop, you would just need like a good cabinet saw. Yep. Like table saw is gonna be the best thing, the okay. number first thing most people get. Then it's gonna be uh, like a band saw. Mm-hmm. So you can resaw lumber and just rip stuff that's rough. You Which know? one's the band saw? What is that? It's a big- Oh, it's the big, yeah, okay. the big yeah, yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then you're gonna want joiner and planer, um, and miter saw. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. And dust collection. My, for when sure. I first set up my shop, uh, when I got back from North Penn Street, I had a joiner, planer, uh, table saw, band saw, and I didn't have a shaper. Do you have a shaper? I do. Yeah. So then I ended up getting shapers. What's uh, a shaper? What does that do? It's like a. It's like a big router. Like a <laughs> like a router on steroids. Yeah, basically, it has a bigger, motor, more horsepower, kay. bigger cutter bigger heads, heads, bigger cutter heads. Cool. Uh, yeah, it just allows you to do more. Um, dust collection, and then, and then dust collection. Yes, I. I mean, you can get cheap dust collection from Harbor Freight now for like mm-hmm. two hundred bucks. I don't like Harbor Freight. I know, but if you're starting out, I know they're not good for tools like yeah. quality tools. But I'm just saying, a dust sucker is just sucking yeah. air, so it's not like it's any quality issue. But right. um, if you want, you can go to Woodcraft and spend a little more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <clears throat> last time we did this episode, you were explaining how as tools, as especially top shop tools have in, uh, developed and, and 
moved up, you have increasingly bought older and older shop mm-hmm. tools because the they were made out of solid metal and they were machine pieces together. Whereas now it's like made out of plastic and you maybe well, wouldn't recommend it. it's not plastic, it. but it's sheet metal. And so what 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 at the base of a shaper historically had you know if you if you look at pre nineteen seventy machines yeah. 50s, 60s is a cast iron base. Okay. And solid. It's solid. You could just and put so, your whole weight into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and the you know if you put your weight into a new shaper today, that thing would tip over, right? Because there there's a little bit of cast iron in the base, but then it's all sheet metal above that, mm-hmm. maybe a cast iron top. And so those old machines are heavier duty. The the the, the motors last forever. And wow. They just run and run and they just purr like a kitten. So, um, you know, yes, it, that's it's so just, true. It's uh, that's that's why we like to buy old machines. Now, yeah. I'm not saying all our old machines are old, but a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. And even um, there are new machines that are really good yeah. still too. Yeah, but they're, no, no doubt. They're very expensive though. Yeah. I think you could find better stuff older, like as far as like a value standpoint. Because yeah, yeah. mine, my combination unit, which is a table saw, it's a panel saw, like a sliding table saw, mm-hmm. uh, shaper, joiner, planer was like, Twelve thousand dollars. Wow! So it was. It's a, that it's was, a good that's the change. most expensive tool but I've he, ever bought. But he but he bought that tool because it was an all in one that could fit in his garage, yep. mm-hmm. right? And so now you're making accommodations for, like, if he had Space. a bigger shop, yeah. I would have said you oh, need to buy sure. individual pieces of all that because it probably would have cost about the same. Uh, it would have been more more to, yeah, to do it, it that way. But worth it? Oh, for sure. Well, mind. if you're doing production, like. The, the, what they're doing yeah i mean well think you about would it. not be able to use yeah. my thing yeah because well, he, you need four guys doing the jobs individually at their own and only one guy can do one function at right, a time correct yeah so if he's he, he's he planes something and he has to tear his machine down move this fences yeah. and everything else to saw it and you're just like that's not efficient yeah for what i'm doing it's fine yeah, yeah. and for my garage but no, you would not want to. You wouldn't be doing like making a business with that, right? You know, right. correct. This right. is me. This is kind of like a hobby thing. Yeah, it just so happens that my hobby lines up with my job, like my career. Totally. Well, I think it also makes sense, just given your YouTube channel, to be able to do some things at a home shop and show oh, like what sure. you're doing, yeah. and then to do things not at a home shop. So you don't use any like automated machines, right? You don't use any of those. No, we we bought a. He would never. Use we, yeah. we we bought a CNC. When we bought the shop, that was a production cabinet shop. We inherited a Como CNC. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just sold two it. Two right? summers. So ago, it's not his got fault. Got rid of it. He's justifying yeah. it. <laughs> two summers ago, we bought another CNC, which I had a YouTube video. My dirty little secret, um, because I had always been against the CNC. The reason why is because people. I would see people go to the show and the sales pitch was you have this machine. You don't, you don't need your best guys anymore. And I'd talk to people and I had saw shops where they fired their best people because they bought a CNC machine. And that's how you picked up some of your best. So people. the sales, the sales <laughs> pitch of those things is that, you know, I had for years I had in my talks, a Laguna ad that said the lazy man's rich, uh, answers to riches. Mm-hmm. And so it's do this kickback <laughs> as if this machine did everything right. Yeah. And so you could be lazy and still get rich. Right. You know, ah, you know, what well, a value I mean, statement. What, yeah. You know, it's just, 
is that terrible. is preaching the death of craft, right? That is it's literally just, saying it's everything hey, that's bad. And so don't work. I have been against CNC machines, right. right? But the fact is, is that they're a tool, right? They are efficient, a very efficient tool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we have we've had it a little almost two years now. I still don't think we're getting full capacity out of it. Okay, mm -hmm. I still don't think we're. What are you? What is in your metrics like? What are you hoping for out of full capacity? Is it running, speed for you, running, or is it running eight hours a day? You know. Oh yeah, like a know, person. Yeah, just you know, and and there's a lot of setup time. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things that we're trying to figure out how to do things. When it does it, when it cuts, it cuts extremely precise and does some things like we do it with window jams now or with the sills. The way it cuts and mortises and everything else in yeah. there, it's slick. Okay, so so you're finding good uses for it, but you just have to find them. You've got to it, it, you've got to uh, there's there's a balance, and mm -hmm. maybe that's the 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 moral of the story is that you know you you've got to you know that the the strategy of, of getting rid of all your best guys because now you got a CNC is in my opinion foolhardy, mm -hmm. but at the same time buying the CNC. <laughs> having a CNC in our shop and not using it as fully as we probably could is also Foolish. not, not, not great. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's just a balance. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. You need a balance technology with craft. Yeah. 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 And I think you guys that, do a good job of that. I've seen stuff that CNC has done and it doesn't look like crappy it looks really good no because and that's when i was talking about that library of parts that has three parts that you can you have this door this door this yeah when you are inputting proper things in there it's a very effective tool right because it doesn't look like crap why not because the design we put in there mm -hmm. we were making an historic part with a new machine right yeah. and so and that just goes to show like the the luddite-ness you know it has some give and take to it right it is, it is good to be wary of whatever but once you know the why you're wary of it you, you can can't really... be dogmatic on any of it right you can't right. hold like like moral views on it mm -hmm. almost you have yeah. to yeah. be a little bit loose yeah that makes sense cool all right final question for both of you what's your favorite tool and what's your most utilized tool when you were on the job i i mean i think the low angle block plane is the best tool that few people know about Okay. Okay. I think I think it is one of those tools. I agree that with is, that. It is uh, it is a great tool that not enough people use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I can't pick just one. We use so many tools. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the miter saw. Miter saw. The, I mean, that's the majority. Yeah. I've spent my day at the miter saw. So. Did just, you say yeah or no? I said yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> he said, no. I thought he was like. <laughs> No, don't World. use a miter saw. <laughs> well, uh, it, I think yeah. a good table saw is is a valuable tool, especially in a shop. It's hard to saw. pick one. It's hard yeah. to pick, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other part of the question? The well, worst? most utilized and favorite. So, I, I mean, miter saw seems oh, okay. like it's both. Okay. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it would but be both. Because previously, when we were recording this episode on tools, well, or maybe just I at think a different it would episode, be that. Too, but your actually. pull saw, your Japanese pull saw, you you said was I one change of your every ones. week. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I like what I said. Pull saw is a cool one because yeah. yeah. it's, it's such a precise cut. It's such a and it's so thin. Oh, yeah, it's like butter. Um, What's your worst tool? Let's. I just want to know my worst. I tool? know mine. My the one I hate the most, but we use it a lot. What is it? It's the oscillator. The, oh, the, the one that goes like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. We, it's so convenient, but it's just so annoying and loud and <laughs> just throws so dust annoying. everywhere. I yeah. put my hearing protection on every yeah. time. It feels like a, uh, 
like you're using a hobbyist, you know, Dremel set yeah. to, 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 to try to, you know, craft something in production sometimes yeah. with yeah. those things. It feels just like, like you're driving in you're first like, year on a racetrack. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's no skill. Yeah. I feel like I'm giving the wood like a tattoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, hold still. Uh, my worst tool was that uh, Harbor Freight oh, yeah. circular saw. That was the worst yeah. tool I've ever had. Went and bought a my decent one. Would at the end of his time was 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 uh, was buying a lot from Harbor Parade and the Chinese stuff. And you'd go to use the wrench and it'd just you know fall apart. And you're just like, <laughs> this is junk. Yeah. Well, or you tighten something on too tight and you'd make a new dent in your wrench just because yeah. the metal's so cheap, right? And the just, wrench is bending. The wrench is bending yeah. around the nut. Yeah. That's crazy. It's awful. I did think Harbor Freight tools. I oh, it was so terrible. Like that circular saw, I mean, midway through a cut and it just died. And it like wouldn't even start, wouldn't even turn on anymore. It was like what the motor it? in it. Hercules? No. Oh, Bauer. It was, B-A-U-E-R. No, it was, uh, it may not have been Harbor Freight. It was... Um, Porter Cable? Porter Cable. Okay, that That's was the one. Lowe's, I think. Okay. That was it Lowe's. was so bad. It was so... Yeah. I hate Lowe's. No, it, it was just bad. And <laughs> well, it was yeah, the motor. Yeah. It wasn't even like... It wasn't the tool. It wasn't like things were loose. It was just a cheap motor, and it yeah. just crapped out. So, I don't know. I'm not a fan of them. Anyway, but that is that is the tool conversation. Uh, well, Brent had to leave. His CNC broke. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, he's running up to the shop really quick to go fix, fix it. it. Yeah. but that, that makes sense. But we could probably do a whole other episode. On, I didn't even get into my Festool thing. Festool's What's your a whole Festool other, thing? Festool is a... Sounds like a fetish for tools. That's yeah, weird. I know it does. No, it's a. <laughs> I'm like, what do you? What's your festool thing? Yeah, over what's there, your Richard? No, festool. I believe it. No, Brent's back. Kidding. Brent's back. The CNC. Hey, we told you, him we're doing hot takes with Richard and Brent. We're gonna talk religion, <laughs> politics, and just other hot no, takes. You go get the food, and then. <laughs> well, what we said was that Brent had to leave because the CNC broke, and we just picked it up. But uh, um, no, CNC's fixed now. But his porter cable circular saw just crapped out. Yeah, on I was him. saying, I was telling how my porter cable. It was from Lowe's, not Harbor Freight. So I'm not anti Harbor Freight yet. Do you uh, do you think there could have been a user error on that? No. The blade backwards. <laughs> <laughs> this thing sucks. Thing. It was bouncing <laughs> off the cut. I I don't know why, but. Is it? Can you put a blade on back? You can. I've done it. I'll admit it, and it doesn't work good. But I did it on a miter saw. I think a circular saw would be more dangerous because it would kick just, back at you. Oh, go at you! Yeah, it would be like that. Would actually go well would, for tool racing. Have y'all seen that video? We yeah, you showed us uh, last yeah. time. The, uh, have so you seen crazy. the belt race, belt sanding races? That's what that, he the showed guy. It. Well, yeah. they weren't just racing belt sanders; they were racing <laughs> circular saws. So they got a guy put together. Oh, but they weren't sitting on the belt sanders. No, because you can, sit, you can sit on the belt sander. <laughs> a four inch, a four inch por, uh, porter cable belt sander. I've I've ridden through a shop like skates, like skating. It, it's just like you get on the thing and, and it starts taking off. It's like a, those tiny tricycle, like the old men yeah. riding yeah, the yeah, tricycle. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they, in this video, the the guys all went to a Lowe's and they bought a different power tool, and so one of them did a belt sander, and that guy ended up winning. Another guy did uh, two grinders um, and metal grinders and put them That's facing so opposite dangerous. ways and just it took off. It ended up cutting its own uh, cord. cord, so it didn't work. But <laughs> they put a 
it was a grinder that they put a table saw saw on. So it, it had crazy. like a circle. And then the other guy had a circular saw. But it was they had a piece of wood and they just rode through that. So zip tied it down, plugged it in. Yeah, so crazy. if you get a four inch wide belt sander, it would just zoom. You can zoom. You can ride Pretty on Pretty cool. It. So, so I know what I'm doing later today. Fun stuff. But yeah, you know, thank you for watching the Passion for Craft podcast. Uh, wait, I wait. Sorry, do you want to share about your festivals? Oh, my tool fetish. Your tool fetish. No. Yeah. Um, yes. I, yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. yeah if you want I, to share about it, we well, still got you know a little time. Basically, um, I've been so there's in the job site tool market in America. You have you know Dewalt. Makita, Milwaukee, all these yeah. brands, right? You see them at the big box stores. Right. Well, one you don't see there is Festool. Right. Uh, it's a German company, and people swear by it. Like, yeah. oh, Festool. But hey, Festool. I've always been a hater of Festool just because I, I always thought, like, hey, I can do this with these domestic tools or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, these ones that are available. Well, and you got I, close ties to World War II, right? <laughs> yeah. Anti-German now. Yeah, and then um, I, I finally had a, so Domino, mm-hmm. which is like a mortising thing. Oh you, yeah, you, you, you I domi- just figured out about Domino. Okay, from a YouTube. I'll tell you about it's it a later. loose it's tenon cool. joint. Yeah, right. so I needed that, and no other company makes it. So I was like, oh, I you know kind of like. Yeah, went against the grain of my what I've yeah held to, and like beliefs. I'm just gonna buy a festival. And that was the gateway drug. Yeah. Because wow, the Domino was a gateway a good drug. Tool. It was, it's amazing. So Wait, I tell bought, me why. What's the? It's just the overall functionality of the tool. I just noticed is different than my Dewalt Milwaukee. It's made well. It's made German really well. Yeah, it's engineered good. Yeah. Motor's really strong. It does perfect dust extraction. There's no dust flying. Wow. You know it's. It's so clean. It's fun to use. Mm. I mean, they're like surgical tools. There's something to be said about that. Really awesome. Very expensive tools, though. Like um, my, well, actually, everything's gone up now. They're they're not as crazy as they used to be. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, anyways, Festool has been. So I've have since bought two more tools. I bought the TS75, which is a giant uh, track saw. So you put a track down on a piece of wood and then it just straight lines it. Nice. I bought that as a straight line rip, you know, like the straight line rip you have there. It's just like a mobile version of it where I can just straight line rip lumber. Mm -hmm. And then I bought one of their sanders and yeah, I'm it's, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot more (laughs) festival. I'm looking forward to talking to that guy, the festival guy. You make a t-shirt? No, I don't think so. No, No. people have been asking about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Do it. What would uh? <laughs> what's your anti against? You know, advertising them with your T-shirt of your own. Oh, I'm not against it. I just think since I was a hater for so long, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh, now look where he's. You know, look at him now. <laughs> look who We've been telling to show you, up. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just don't want to, but I might eventually. I'll give it some time. It would be. It would be. Uh, you could have like a that redheaded stepchild kind of shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're amazing tools. Yeah. Like, I really believe in them now. But it just, there's, you got everything from Royobi to Festool mm-hmm. in the in the job site arena. Yeah. And then when you get into shop, you have even crazier stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It goes nicer than Festool? There are some, like Mafel. Italian and yeah. machines and all those kinds of stuff. Mafel is like another power tool company that's, 
like supposedly even better. But wow. Mephil is, is Hitachi in, in Europe, I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Hitachi Japanese made or Chinese mm-hmm. made? I think Japanese, yeah. 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 Sounds well, more Japanese. There's just a whole whole realm of tools. And I think but I think for our viewer, like I think we've hit the the range of tools that we're for mainly sure. dealing with, right? Like yes, some of those higher end tools exist, but that is more on the shop side, which I think our viewer is typically less shop more on job site. I think so. Job yeah. site level and maybe I mean I, I think there's a couple of shop level people out there. Which yeah, is great, they are. But we got all kinds of people. We do. We have a, we have a big spread. We have a mm-hmm. big spread, which makes sense. But uh, anyway, so but that that's the tool conversation. Let us know if we missed anything in this conversation. It is a an ongoing it could one. Be a part two, right? For it's sure. not. It, it's not yeah, something I mean, that I, my takeaway from this thing yeah. is if you're you know on the apprentice side or the early journeyman side, buy the best tools you can afford. Hmm. You know, do not 100%. do not you know shop at Harbor Freight or whatever the cheap those things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Um, there are commodity things out there, but like when you, if you're going to buy a chop saw or a miter saw, uh, get the best one you can get, mm-hmm. uh, spend money there. Cause those are precision cuts, especially if you're doing trim. Um, well, and I'll, you know, I'll speak jig, to that as well. The big jigsaw. I, I always buy Bosch jigsaws. I think they're the best jigsaw. So anyway, well, I got, I got a bad tool just because it was cheap and it was easy. Yeah. And then I ended up, you know, it broke down. And so then I spent another $150 buying another one of the bad tools and then it broke down again. So I'm like, Whoa. well, why that was $300. Why would I not have just spent $300 on the initial? And then I wouldn't be, cause now that bad one is probably going to break down again mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to, you know, yeah. but at the time I actually thought I was buying a good brand. <laughs> And then it's I, all it's part of the process. Yeah. I've bought and thrown away so many tools. Well, it's sad. Cause you don't realize you go to Lowe's where it's like, all right, this is like what you do. And then you, you start buying a tool and you're like, all right, great. It works. And then the batteries suck or something happens and you're, you just realize, Oh, it's not, I don't know. It's such a process. I wish yeah, there was like a is. person that I could talk to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. And it only like it was like a journeyman who like knew just more than me. Oh, or, like, I can a master. Let's go. It. Let's go to Woodcraft right now. Yeah, what I would that? love to. Woodcraft. Woodcraft. Yeah, or Rockler. Yeah, or even oh, Home Depot. And Home Depot. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, you oh, should, okay. You should go walk those aisles. There's there's some good stuff. There you'll is. See, you'll see cool. brands you haven't seen before. All right. Well, sweet. Well, what? Let us know if we missed anything in the tool conversation. We do want to hit all the all the tool related concerns and get in the comments if you feel like we just totally left out an area of tools that needs addressing. Obviously, we're more on the carpentry millwork side, so we missed a lot of drywall stuff, and, and obviously, we're not plumbing many things. Eric Ani could probably speak to you on that. He's got a lot of great stuff from Mechanical Hub, but. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. Join the Patreon, join the Discord. Uh, get in there, get in the action. But uh, we appreciate you guys.